0: Come. Welcome to Sports and Songs, uh, Andy. It's this is our one year anniversary episode, yes. episode 47. How are you doing today?
1: I am great. Yourself? You still in Florida?
0: We're still in Florida. We leave here in a couple of days. Uh it's been nice. Um, I haven't didn't bring a razor with so I'm a little scruffy. Kind of look like the Andy version here. yes uh, it's it's fun.
1: Is that that no shave November thing? Is that what you're doing?
0: That's, that's, what asks. that's what I'll call it. Uh, so uh, still down here monitoring some of the baseball events here. Uh, we've got some sports to cover today. We've got album of the week. We've got music, concerts, birthdays, this week in sports. And um, this is our one-year anniversary episode. Yeah, here.
1: very exciting. Um, I'm going to start off here with a little of the, the pro wrestling stuff. Um, you guys are seeing this on YouTube on Friday. You're going to hear it Sunday on the podcast but aew is who are big fans of here have their pay-per-view on saturday night full gear it's called um their matches uh they got all their titles up for line uh couple other matches on there should be interesting they got one match on there i want to point out is uh the matt hardy versus sammy guevara and uh the elite deletion match it's called that's the one that was supposed to happen the last pay-per-view but had the concussion injuries during it and they, they had to make it real quick so they're kind of redoing it real quick, kind of throwing the storyline in. They're trying to do something off Sammy Guevara. They're kind of backstepping to this. But I think they're professionals will pull it off, but this will be a one and done for those two. I'll see how it goes. Um, but there should be good matches on there. Uh, check uh, Fight TV, I think it is, F-I-T-E, Fight TV has it on. Check your cable provider for pay-per-view information on that. <laughs> um, I know a lot of places you can see it. I've done it with um, – wwe pay-per-views before you can go on youtube and you can find a couple clowns sitting around talking about the pay-per-view it's kind of like this all you do is you see the two of these guys sitting on the couch watching the pay-per-view telling you what's going on i got sucked in like five minutes of it once because i wanted to see what it was all about five minutes of my life i'll never get back but if you're <laughs> that interested in what's going on look it up and knock yourself out um if not you'll see it all the next day you'll see uh, highlights on youtube and facebook and everything else and you'll get our, at least my full recap here on the show next week of it. Uh, rundown of the matches real quick. Uh, championship match, John Moxley, the champ, against Eddie Kingston and an I Quit match. Uh, TNT Championship, or what we used to call in the day a TV title. They just called the TNT Championship because it's on the TNT network. Ted Turner getting a plug in there. Uh, Cody Rhodes against Darby Allin. Uh, speculation on that match: uh, Sting, the wrestler Sting, might be making an appearance in Darby Allen's corner.
0: Not, not, the lead
1: singer. Not the actor. The police. police. No, not, no, not him. The other guy. The guy with the face paint. That guy, gotcha. Steve Baldwin. Yes, he'll be. He rumored to make an appearance. You never know. AEW World Tag Team Champions, the FTR against the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks did mention it popped off on TV last night. If they don't win, they'll never ask for another world title shot. So they're already playing that card right away. Uh, women's title, Shadita against Nyla Rose uh, with Vicky Guerrero in her corner. Uh, Chris Jericho against MJF, that should be a good match. Stipulation, if MJF wins, he gets to join Jericho's group, the Inner Circle. If not, he just gets to be around. Uh, talked about Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. That's kind of like a good match. AEW World Championship Elimination t- Eliminator Tournament. Uh, they had a little eight-man tournament. Winner gets a shot at the title. It could be Kenny Omega against Hangman Page, former tag team champs. Now they go against each other. Typical wrestling storyline there. Uh, and then they called the buy-in show, the one that's kind of free before the pay-per-view. But rumor is they might add this to the regular card. Uh, Orange Cassidy against John Silver. John Silver is about four foot nine. He's just a little guy. But he's sorry, mom. He's built like a brick shit house. He's a big <laughs> muscle-wise Orange uh, Orange Cassie's kind of a comedy character. He's good. So, but they could both put on a good show. So that should be a good entertaining match right there. Very interesting, very exciting. So watch that. Uh, read your pay-per-view reviews and see what we say next week on that. Um getting back to NWA, like I said, no word yet on what they're doing. Um Nick Aldous is the only guy who's really out. I looked up their website. Is still listen to Nicholas as a champ, and I said last week, you know, James Storm went to TNA, so they must have vacated the tag team titles. According to NWA's website, James Storm and Eli Drake are still tag team champions. So don't know what's going on there. Again, stay tuned. Stay tuned, as we say in business. Um, Speaking of uh, championships and awards, on uh, MLB, uh, their website the other day, they gave up go gloves. So I don't know if this is the official Major League Baseball Gold Gloves or the network gold. I think it's the official Major League Baseball Gold Gloves. Um, the other awards, like Rookie of the Year, MVP, they go out next week. We'll run down the Gold Glove winners here real quick. Uh, first base for the American League, Evan White of Seattle. Um, he was the 17th overall pick just back in 2017. And so this is his first Gold Glove. And National League went to Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs. It's uh, his third straight, fourth in five years. Uh, second base, Cesar Hernandez of Cleveland, his first career goal glove. And Wong for, for the Cardinals, he captured his second, second goal glove. He's, I like watching him. Colton Wong, he's fun to watch. Nice little player, good, solid glove. Now, I'm a National League guy, so I'm kind of biased, but yeah, he's good to watch. Shortstop, Mercury winner, J.P. Crawford of Seattle, his first goal glove. And uh, National League, of course, again, what the hobby Baez is, his, uh, his first goal, glove, which is surprising to me, but Javi's a good player, so congrats to him. Third base went to Isaiah Keener of Texas. Um, it's his first full season as an infielder. He used to be a um, catcher and play other infield spots. This year they said, Nope, you're playing third base by God, and you gotta go to love for it. So, hats off to the coaching staff for seeing uh ability in him there. And the national winner, of course, went to Arreola of Colorado with his eighth straight Gold Glove. There, left field. I remember used to be just outfield. They gave to three outfielders before, but now they've designated left field, center field, right field. Uh, left field for the American League went to Alex Gordon of Kansas City. <clears throat> Even though he announced his retirement, he is taking home a Gold Glove on the way out the door there. National League went to Tyler O'Neill of St. Louis, his first career. Center field. Uh, went to Robert of the White Sox. Oh, Bruce yeah. Robert. Rookie. And Trent Grisham of San Diego got his in the center field. So two good – a lot of first-time gold Glovers this year, too. Nice to see that changing of the guard, if you will. <clears throat> right field, Joey Gallo of Texas, his first. And, of course, Mookie Betts, uh, his fifth straight. Catcher, uh, Robert Perez of Cleveland, his second straight gold glove there. And Tucker Bernard of Cincinnati got his second. Now, his second straight, and his second, his first one was back in 2017. Uh, pitchers, Griffin Canning of the Angels. got his first one, and Max Freed of Atlanta. Finally, an Atlanta Braves gets a gold glove, a pitcher besides Maddox. Um, so that's the gold gloves. We'll see how that all turns out. Really, this has nothing to do with MVP races. You're not going to get a gold glove and MVP. Very rarely is that tied hand in hand. I think Mookie Betts might be the exception to that one. but um, Touching base back on the KBO. We talked about that last week, how their playoffs were starting, how they're going on. Um, they've changed it up a little bit this year, the, the number of games played going through it. But um, the playoffs have started. Uh, the KTE Twins are moving on. They won the first round, so they'll be moving on. Um, and like I said, just kind of watch, watch the ESPN app and their networks. And they'll be showing you the games on there. Uh, The Twins did win over the Heroes. The four seed beat the five. So that's where it goes right there. And now they're behind one game and nothing right now in the other bracket. But like I said, step ladder format. Four against five. We want to go to those three, two. The number one seed has been sitting there. The Dinos are going to sit there a while. But they rattle these games off pretty quick too. So they don't have a lot of travel days. They'll pump these out and get going. Um, Australian Baseball League. If you follow our Facebook page, you see we've got a lot of posts on there. Um, a handful of guys come up from there. The thing that's neat about the Australian Baseball League, I'll watch it on YouTube, watch the highlights on there. The first weekend's a three-day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Saturday's a doubleheader. Besides that, they only play weekends. Four games, that's on weekends. That's how they play. Saturday through Tuesday. That's what they do. Um, so you can watch the games on there. They get about 40 games in a year. So when you hear, oh, this guy hit 15 home runs. It's a 40-game season, so that's pretty darn good. Look at how our our COVID shortened season went this year with n- numbers. So but they play these games a lot, you'll see some names in on there. One name you might see, we talked about it at the end of uh, the season last year and they came up with it, Manny Ramirez. Uh, 48-year-old Manny Ramirez signed as a DH there. So if that's the def- – Dan, he might be trying out for your team next year. He's 48, he qualifies. Maybe, maybe you can go to play in Australia get some swings in in the offseason here. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, so see if that's – yeah. I'm sure the wife would have no problem you spending December, January, and February in Australia. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I think she'll be okay with that. Be down with it. Yep, yep. So go down there get that name. But, um, yeah, so – and this is, like I said, maybe one guy might come up. You hear a couple guys. Uh, Liam Hendricks, relief pitcher for the A's this year. Yep. Could get uh, – the old Aids relief man award. Um, He played in Australia. So a lot of guys you see come up every now and then. A lot of good pitchers down there. Um, You don't see really guys go down there to rehab an injury though. If they've been up and cut and then they got a shot, then they'll go there. Or they're like Manny Ramirez is kind of, I want to give it one last shot, but I don't want to be with the team in the minors. I want to go down here and do it. They might do that too. Uh, WCHA hockey is getting ready to start kicking up here again. Uh, the other rankings out um right now our boys the uh, bemidji state university beavers are coming in at 15 in the preseason ranks uh first is university of north dakota is one I hate to say it hurts the state but yeah boston college two duluth three denver four minnesota state university mankato we used to call it mankato state they're at five um, try to look at those here. Uh, Penn State at nine, Ohio State 10, uh, Michigan at 12. There's the Gophers at 13. So, yeah. But they'll be getting started here pretty soon. Watch for those. Again, speaking of championships and playoffs, NASCAR this weekend. They're down to the championship four. Um, they're down to four guys left. That doesn't mean they're going to be the only four on the track. The other guys are out there too. I uh, got yeah, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Brad Kozlowski. If you saw the race the way ended last week, um, Kevin Harvick won nine races this year. He is not in the championship four. He didn't make the cut. He didn't get enough points. He missed like one point. Last couple of laps of the race, he made a tough move. He tried to pass Logano. They both wrecked. Harvick didn't make it. Now, Logano's in, so no Harvick, no foul there. Harvick had to do what he had to do to get in. Yet, you, you know, he played to win the game. You know, so he didn't make it in. So just because he won all those races in the seasons, not automatically put him in the championship. They still have their playoffs, like everything else, which is kind of the way that what NASCAR wanted to do with this. Um, it does help you in seeding it for points. It's still total points for the race. It's not just who does the best. Um, they will start in order of how they finish, though. So Chase Elliott's the one car, Joe Logano two, Klazowski's three, and Denny Hamlin's four. Now one thing you gotta remember with NASCAR, they also have points for manufacturer points, so like Ford, Chevy, they get points, Toyota, they all have points. And also your owner. There's Hendrick Motorsports, that's who Chase Elliott's with. Penske, that's Logano and Klazowski, and Joe Gibbs Racing is who Denny Hamlin's with. So other guys on Joe Gibbs Racing might not let these other guys pass so Hamlin can get up, or they may let they may draft him or let them draft him to get up. So you kind of see team play here in a little bit. Uh Logano Klausowski had in the same team. Gotta pick who's gonna help who, you know, other racers. But you know, you see the guys from Joe Gibbs racing and Hendrick Motorsports are gonna help their guys out. That they're not gonna crash anybody, they're not gonna do that. It's not dirty pool like that, no. Um, but when it comes to drafting or maybe not letting someone pass is easy. You know, it's the unwritten rule. When you're lap, when you're two laps down and the guy's coming around, go up to the top of the track, let them pass you. Yeah. Anyway, if you're trying to catch up to my boy right here in the championship race, maybe not so much. So not dirty pool, but team play. No one's going to try to crash anybody, though. It's not that dirty. but So it kind of is fun to watch. I, I really enjoy it. That race is Sunday at 2 o'clock Central Time on NBC. Um, again, should be exciting to watch. I. If you enjoy NASCAR, here's their, their Super Bowl. Everybody, you know, everybody says Daytona 500 is at the Super Bowl because it's the most points race at the beginning of the year, but this is for their championship. This is their World Series, their Super Bowl, their Stanley Cup, all at one shot. So we'll see how it goes. Chase Elliott, son of Bill Elliott, kind of wants to get that championship so he can get out of the old man's shadow. Um, other guys, uh, Logano and them have all won it before. It would be nice to see Chase finally get one. Um be nice to see uh, the Napa team. Get another one there. I'm kind of biased on that. Um, Minnesota high school sports. Uh, Max Prep again. We're going with with our, our uh, top threes. Uh, this is as of the third. As of the other day, so these are pretty up to date for the weekend. Uh, you guys check out Max Prep Sports. They cover the whole nation, so no matter what state you're in, you use pick your state <clears throat> and pick your top three. We're kind of partial here in Minnesota. We're going to score the Minnesota teams um, for football for six A. Uh, Lakeville South, Eden Prairie, and St. Michael Albertville are your top three there, all at 4-0. 5-8, you got Moorhead and Andover, both at 4-0, and Rogers at 3-1 comes in at third. Uh, Max Preps, they use strength of schedule. They use analytics. So these aren't just coaches. These are all analytics. So you may be like, hey, our team's 4-0. Why are we up there? It's analytics. It's just no one coaches. It wasn't Dan and I didn't sit down and write these down. This is not us. Uh, 4A, Recori Cold Spring at 4 0 at first. Wilmer and Becker rounded off. Uh, Wilmer at 3 and 1, Becker 2 and 1. and 3A, you got Cannon Falls at 4 and 0, Wasika 3 and 1, and Albany at 4 0. 2A, uh, you got Caledonia at 3 and 0, and then North Community in Minneapolis and Blue Earth both at 4 0, rounding out the top three. Uh, 1A, you got Blooming Prairie at 3 0, number 1. Mayor Lutheran 4 0, number 2. And Breckenridge, third at 4-0. Uh, Mayor Lutheran's got a good young team. Um, kind of uh, uh, buddies with Chris Gustin, the activities director. He always wants to say athletic director. I gave him a chance, Activities director. Um, and friends of ours, their kids are on the team too. So, of course, you see I see them, pop them up on Facebook all the time. Went, yeah, great, you went again. Okay. I didn't realize, like, man, they're 4-0 already. Well, they're, they're second in the – so Mayor Lutheran's got a good young team uh good i like what they got going on out there keep an eye on them if not this year next year they got some some young youth out there nine man hancock grand meadow and renville county west are your top three all at four and oh volleyball here's what gets a little sketchy now because of games played and everything else so this is where the analytics come in on why people are ranked where they are volleyball three you got maple grove at eight zero. Oh, egan at three and oh northfield eight zero. 2A, Stewartville, 7-0, Albany, 5-0, St. Croix, Lutheran, and West St. Paul at 6-0. And then 1A, you got uh, Mabel at 7-0, Faustin at 7-0, and Waterville, Elysian, Morristown at 2-0. So that's the high school sports there. I want to tap on a little bit with college sports. College football, this is the second week in a row Wisconsin's not playing. Now I didn't look at their their CD or the um top tens or top 25s for college football this week because it's gonna get real ugly now. Here's Wisconsin was up there. Okay, there's two weeks in a row they didn't play. Yeah, I think they should get penalized and dropped, but their opponents really shouldn't get penalized and dropped either for not playing. So I don't know how that's all working out. I haven't seen the the top 25. I apologize for not having that with us. Um games of this weekend, you can see a lot more. I know Clemson held on to one they're playing Notre Dame, quarterback's out with COVID, might come back. This is all what we're afraid of, is how it's going to work out. Um, I haven't heard for sure for college football what they're doing for bowl games. Is they still going to have some? I know they still want their championship. I mean, is there going to be an Alamo Bowl and a Chick-fil-A Bowl and everything else? I don't know. We'll see from there, but... Um, that is what I got for sports, Dan. What you got anything to add, sir? I've got a couple things,
0: uh <clears throat> NFL tonight. Green Bay Packers at the 49ers, little Thursday night football. Now for Saturday, Gophers, the Gopher fans out there, 0-2. Gophers have given up 94 points in two games. Wow. Defense not that uh stellar, let's say that. Yes. Now what they're doing Saturday, they're at Illinois. Illinois kind of in the bottom third of the Big Ten. Not that good. Should be able to win, but it's on the road. Who knows with this season what's what's going to happen. Uh, the over-under is 62 for this ball game. Gophers are a seven-point favorite. And so I'll take all that with a grain of salt because who knows what's going to happen or what team's going to show up. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I know you've got your This Day in Sports coming up. Yes. I it, and I haven't seen it. Okay. You... Is the, Minnesota, is the Golden Gopher 60th anniversary on that list? No, sir. 60 years ago today, uh, we're talking here November 5th, 60 years ago, biggest win in, in the uh, sports gopher football history when they played, they were third-ranked Gophers in 1960, third in the nation, playing Iowa Hawkeyes, ranked number one in the nation, 1960. Gophers beat Iowa on this day in 1960. That's your 60 years ago today anniversary. One of the biggest wins sent them off to the Rose Bowl that season, and um, boy, that, one of the one of the biggest one of the biggest games uh, for Golden Gopher football history. Now I've also got a pro football note. Yep, not NFL, XFL, XFL, oh. XFL has announced to take. 2021 off the entire year. 2021 off. They'll take. Uh, they'll regroup, get everything back together. There's some lawsuits going on with owners and management. There's some things all going on after the COVID shut the season down halfway through in 2020. They'll be back in 2022. So that's all I've got for sports. Um, Wait,
1: you NFL got NFL news? Dwayne the Rock Johnson owns them now. Yeah, there's He's new ownership.
0: The, you know, Dwayne the Rock is is at the helm and. I think it's a wise decision to take the full year off, let the dust settle with the Corona and the pandemic and all these lawsuits going back and forth with uh, Vince McMahon and, and whatnot. And then get all their ducks in a row for the 2022 season and that could be, it, it was very popular. And so that's all I've got for sports uh, all right. this, this week.
1: All right, we'll go through the, the history of birthdays for sports, we'll start with that end. November 2nd, 1969, quarterbacks Billy Kramer of New Orleans and St. Louis's Charlie Johnson each passed for six touchdowns and combined NFL record 12 touchdown passes in one game. The so Saints beat the Cardinals 51-42 at Bush Memorial Stadium. 1971, Baltimore Orioles pitcher Pat Dobson, no hits. The Yuramari Giants 2-0, the first no-hitter in history of exhibition play. In the 70s and 80s, we used to send an all-star team to Japan, and we'd play. It was kind of back and forth. So he sent our all-star pitcher over there, and he no-hits the uh, Japanese all-stars. So, um, 1972, Phillies pitcher Steve Carlton is unanimously selected. National League exciting award winner. He wins 27 games for the Phillies. The team only won 57 games that year. 1988, A shortstop Walt Weiss wins AL Rookie of the Year. Third straight for Oakland, behind Jose can I mean, Jose Canseco in '86 and Mark McGuire in '87. So three straight years of Rookie of the Year there for the A's. Uh, 1990, first NBA game at Target Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Rolando Blackman's top score for 21 points as the Wolves beat the Mavericks 98-85. 1996, Miami Heat's Pat Riley becomes the eighth coach with 800 wins, and a 97-95 win at Indiana, milestone is accomplished two weeks shy of his 15th coaching anniversary. Faster than any other coach in NBA history to get that point. 1916, birthday Al Campanis, Greek baseball second baseman and executive, first Greek player in Major League Baseball history. He was a GM of the Dodgers in 67 or I'm sorry, 68 through 87 born in Greece 1926 Meyer Sscoob American basketball guard for the NBA championships 52 to 54 Minneapolis Lakers born in Duluth, Minnesota November 3rd 1926 legendary baseball figure Ty Cobb resigns as Detroit Tigers manager replaced by George Mor- Moriarty. Moriarty is the first man to hold baseball's four principal jobs player umpire scout and manager
0: really he
1: made made his major league debut on september 7th 1903 at the age of 19 with the cubs he was an average average hitter but an outstanding base runner with 20 or more stolen bases for eight consecutive seasons and 248 career stolen bases including 11 steals of home he played his last major league game may 4th 1916 with the white Sox. Afterwards, he became an American League umpire from 1917 through 1940, interrupted only by his two-year stint as manager of the Tigers from 27 to 28. He was one of the AL's most highly regarded umpires in his era, working in the 21, 25, 30, 33, and 35 World Series, and crew chief in 30 and 35, as well as a second All-Star game in 34. Here's where, here's where it gets fun about... uh him being a man's man back in the day with baseball some of the stories here as I was looking him up. I couldn't find out what his dates were as a scout, but I'm just going to take that the word on it for there. But on Memorial Day 1932, Moriarty worked behind the plate for the Cleveland Indians home game against the White Sox when several Chicago players took exception to his calls. He challenged them to settle the he challenged them to settle the dispute under the stands in League Park after the game. Pitcher Milton got gassed him Took him up on at first and Moriarty, Moriarty knocked him out flat, breaking his hand. Several White Sox players, including manager Lou Forasa and catcher and future AL umpire Charlie Berry, took, took him on in turn. The next day, AL president Will Herridge issued numerous fines and suspensions. Ten days for Gaston. It was reported that he once Mulberry or once Moriarty was umpiring. None other than Babe Ruth stepped out of the batter's box and asked Moriarty to spell his last name. And when he did so, Moriarty is spelled M-O-R-I-A-R-T-Y. When he did so, Ruth replied right back, M. just as I thought, only one I. Moriarty also noted for coming to the defense of Tiger slugger Hank Greenberg in the 35 World Series, eventually won by Detroit. When he warned several Chicago Cubs to stop yelling slurs at Greenberg, anti-Semitic slurs at Greenberg. <clears throat> when they defi- when they defied him and took it and kept up the abuse, he took the unusual stance of clearing the entire Chicago bench. A move that got him fined by longtime commissioner Judge Mountain Camp, Mountain Landis, known primarily for keeping blacks out of major league throughout his quarter century in office. Three years later, when Greenberg was pursuing Baber's single-season home run record. Moriarty again was at the final game of the 38 season, umping. Going until darkness made it impossible to continue, Greenberg finished with 58 home runs, too shy of Babe Ruth's record. 1953, Major League Rule. Okay, that's the end of the Moriarty story, but I thought it was pretty interesting. That's good. 1953, Major League Baseball Rules Committee restores the sacrifice fly rule, eliminate, eliminated in 39. Rule says a sacrifice fly is not charged as a time at bat. 1980, after acquiring the Major League Baseball A's for $12.7 million, Walter Haas Jr. appoints himself CEO, leads the team to four ALS West, West championships and titles in the 89 series. Right now, bottom in 80. This those four titles were the, between the Twins World Series wins, wasn't it? Between 87 and 91? Did the A's win the West those four years? I think so. 1982. Pitcher Pete Vlakovich becomes Milwaukee Brewers' second consecutive American League Cy Young Award winner. Edge's Jim Palmer of the Baltimore Orioles. He was 18-6, 105 strikeouts, and a 3.34 ERA. You may also recognize that name as he played Haywood in the Major League movies. He played the first baseman uh, for the Yankees. Um, That was the pitcher there. 1985, Bill Elliott father of Chase Heldin, as I talked about earlier, wins the Atlanta Journal 500 and at Atlanta Raceway to become the first driver to win 11 super speedway races in one season, and also the first driver to win $2 million in prize money in a single season. 1989, NBA expansion, Minnesota Timberwolves make their NBA debut, lose 106 to 94 to the Seattle Supersonics up in Seattle. Ty Corbin was the T-Wolves leading scorer with 20 points. 1983, Greg Maddox becomes the first pitcher since Sandy Koufax to win the National League Cy Young Award in successive Major League seasons and the first two successfully seasons with two different teams. Maddox got with the Cubs in 92 then was traded to the Braves and got it in 93 there. So you trade the Cy Young Award winner away for him to come back and win Cy Young again. 1996, San Francisco 49ers receiver Jerry Rice grabs three, touch, or grabs three passes for 45 yards and a touchdown to become the first player in NFL history to reach 1,000 career receptions in a 24-17 win over the Saints. He finishes his career with 1,549 catches, 1,549 catches. Wow. Birthdays, 1908 Bronco Nagurski, Canadian-American football player Hall of Famer for the, uh, the Chicago Bears, born in Rainy River, Ontario. 1918, Bob Seller, Hall of Fame pitcher. AL Triple Crown winner for pitchers in 1940. Three times he had uh, no-hit games. Was born in Van Meter, Iowa. 1949, Larry Holmes, American boxer, world heavyweight champion. 20 successful title fights. Larry Holmes. For those of you who don't know who Larry Holmes is, uh, Michael Strahan. Larry Holmes invented the gap between the front teeth, okay? Strahan's copying him. That's all I got to say uh 1955 phil sims quarterback for the 86 giants mvp born on this day uh now he's broadcast between espn and nbc he's popping out all over broadcasting 1958 Derek cope american race car driver won the day 2500 1990 born on this day november 4th 1953 new baseball park rule gives the batter option of accepting the outcome of a pitch or the balk. So that was pretty interesting, I thought. Birthday for that day, 1967, Eric Caros, uh, first baseman for the Dodgers. 1968, Carlos Bayerga for the Cleveland Indians, second baseman. November 5th, 1967, New Orleans Saints' first NFL victory. They beat the Eagles 31 24. And 1968, first American League pitcher to win MVP, Denny McClain. He won it unanimously. You know, went to prison a few years later. Birthday is 1952. Bill Walton, uh, Hall of Famer, championships in 77 86, in 77. Um, thousands of Grateful Dead concerts he'll tell you about. Um, one thing about Bill Walton, story I heard about him remember the TV show Land of the Lost, the Slee C- C- Stacks, the big green guys. That was filmed in LA and to find tall enough guys, they went and got basketball players from the local college to do it. So Bill Walton was a slea stack in one of those episodes. He was? Oh yes. really? I didn't know that. Have I ever lied to you on this stuff, Dan? Bill Walton was a slea stack? Yes. I'm not sure if it's on IMDB now. I can't fact check that, but I'm going off Bill, I'm going off Bill's stories. Great
0: tidbit right there.
1: Yes. A guy who's been to hundreds of Grateful Dead concerts, I'm pretty sure has a great memory of other stuff too. November 6th, 1976, former Twins relief ace Bill Campbell is the first free agent to sign with a new team joining the Red Sox for $1 million over four years. 1981, our boy from last week, Fernando Valenzuela, first first rookie to get the Cy Young Award. Birthdays, 1861, James Naismith, uh, Canadian-American physical educator and inventor of basketball and the football helmet. Was born, 19 or 1887. Still in the 1800s. Walter Johnson, uh, Hall of Fame pitcher for the Washington Senators. Yeah. Kind of a local guy, so that's why we mentioned that. Uh, three-time Triple Crown winner for them. World Series in 24. AL MVP in 1913 and 24. Born in Humboldt, Kansas. 1976. Pat Tillman, American football player and U.S. Army Ranger, born in Fremont, California. 1986, Nick Aldous, the NWA wrestling champion, Nick Aldous mentioned earlier, Nicholas Aldis, was born in the United Kingdom, 1986. November 7th, 1989, Baltimore's Greg Olson, the pitcher, not the catcher, two G's Greg, <laughs> Greg, was the first relief pitcher to win AL Rookie of the Year. 1991, now, to me, this is one of those things that, like, everybody knows where they were when they heard this. 1991, Magic Johnson announces he has the HIV virus and retires from the Lakers. To me, that's kind of also, you kind of remember where you were, what what you were doing in your life at that time. You know,
0: it was right after the the Halloween Blizzard in Minnesota.
1: Yes, that's when uh, he announced that. Okay. Yep, yep. Then later that uh, next week. Yep. Birthday is 1938. Jim Cott, or as Kirby Puckett likes to call him all the time, Kitty. Jim Cat um, played uh, pitched broadcaster for the Yankees and Twins. was born in Michigan. He has a lot of stuff on MLB Network every now and then, too. Jim Cott, very smart man. 1944, Joe Negro, uh, League baseball pitcher, uh, all-star in 79, National League wins leader in 79 for the Houston Astros, uh, World Series in 87 with the Twins. Uh, he also had the fingernail foul. He tried to pitch out there.
0: Emory Board, yep.
1: Emory Board, yep. Born in Martins Ferry, Ohio. November 8, 1987, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays named their first manager Larry Rothschild. Birthdays, 1929, Bobby Bowden, football coach for Florida State, mourned uh, from 76 to 09, had the championships in 93 and 99 with Florida State. Born in Birmingham, Alabama. 1965, Mike Palosso of American League, or American National Hockey League left wing for the Devils, born in Pigley, Minnesota. And that does it for sports history and birthdays, Transition to the music stuff. November 2nd, 1985, the Miami Vice soundtrack album featuring the number one hit theme song tops the album charts in America, ushering in a new age of TV soundtracks. Also 1985, Part-Time Lover hits number one on the Hot 100 22 years after Stevie Wonder's first top the charts in 1963. So Stevie Wonder, 22 years apart, still oh. top of the charts. 1968, Jose Feliciano, his unique rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner, which he performed on an acoustic guitar for Game 5 of the World Series on October 7th, enters the Hot 100 at number 89 making it the first version of the U.S. National Anthem the chart. It peaked at number 50. Many singers started adding their own flavor to the song. The next version of the chart was Whitney Houston's Super Bowl performance in 1991, which hit number 20. Hmm. 1987, George Harrison released Cloud Nine, a commercial comeback that includes the number one hit, Got My Mind Set On You. It's his last album he puts out, before he passes away a couple years after that. Birthdays, Bobby Dahl, bassist for Poison. Huh. Born Robert Harry Keckendahl, born in Pennsylvania. And too, Ron McGovern, the original Metallica bassist, born in Los Angeles, California. McGovern can be heard on the first Metallica demos, Power Metal and No Life To Leather. November 3rd, 1990. I know this will bring back great memories for you. Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. It's number one in the U.S. Make it the first time a rapper had topped the charts.
0: What's his real name?
1: Robert Van Winkle? Yeah, I Van, think so. Something like that? Robert Van something? Yeah,
0: Van Winkle, I think.
1: Van Winkle or something? And, er, and Ice Ice Baby is also under pressure. Is it under pressure by queen? queen. Yeah. Yep. Under pre- queen with David Bowie. Yep. 1998. <sighs> Britney Spears at the ripe old age of 16 releases her first single baby. One more time. Three months later goes number one. Ever. She sings. Oh. 1979 days after his 18th birthday, teen idol Leif Garrett under the influence of drugs and alcohol crashes his mom's Porsche nine fourteen, and route to buy cocaine. He escapes serious bodily injury, but his best friend, Ronald Winkler, is left paraplegic. 1954, Adam Ant is born, Stuart Gorgod, in London, England. 1945, Nick Simpler, original bass player in Deep Purple, is born in England. November 4th, 2003, Skid Row's Sebastian Bach. Starts his recurring role on Gilmore Girls, an episode of The Festival of Living Art, as a guitarist who joins Lane Kim's band. You know, the wife and Abby, they watch that show all the time, and they never told me once Sebastian Bach was on there. No. I have to talk to them about that.
0: News to me, too.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I kind of peed at the show every now and then, but I never remember Sebastian Bach being on there. 1984, Prince kicks off his Purple Rain tour with a show in Detroit. It's opening act is Sheila E., who Prince penned the song The Glamorous Life for, and that reached number seven in America the previous month. Birthday is 1969. Sean Combs, who's known on his stage name as Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, and Diddy. (laughs) It's kind of like John Cougar Mellencamp, John Mellencamp, John Cougar, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Born in Harlem, New York, 1965, Jeff Scott Soto of Journey, and the Yngwie Malmsteen band, is born in Brooklyn, New York. November 5, 1988, The Beach Boys, who hadn't had a number one hit since Good Vibrations in 1966, topped the charts with Brian Wilson Les Kokomo, used in the movie Cocktail, the largest gap between number one hits for any artist. 19, 2007, Garth Brooks. Plays the first of nine sold out shows at the Spirit Center in Kansas City, Missouri, which opened a month earlier. When baseball season began in 2007, the Kansas City Royals began the tradition of playing Friends in little Places during the sixth inning of every home game.
0: That's how that and
1: got birth- started. Yes, that's the Kansas City Royals' fault. Really? Yep. Birthdays today Brian Adams, born in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. In 1947, Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits, born in England. 1911, cowboy singer and film star Roy Rogers is born, born Leonard Franklin Sly in Cincinnati, Ohio. November 6th, 2014, ACDC drummer Phil Rudd is hit with charges of, quote, attempting to produce or to procure murder, quote, in a New Zealand court. Charges were dropped a short time later, but the media coverage caused a spike in downloads of the song Dirty Deeds Done Dirt.
0: Exactly. I, 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 don't,
1: I don't write this stuff, I just copy it from other places, okay? Don't blame me. 1995, Queen released their Made in Heaven, an album pieced together from recordings made from, from Freddie Mercury's 1991 Death. It debuted at number one in the UK uh 1971 isaac hayes soundtrack to the shaft hits number one 1971 Cher has her first number one as a solo artist with gypsies tramps and thieves which is actually a good song it's kind of a little catchy song i i, I like it it's like, a few times i've gotten to karaoke i've heard people singing it kind of a catchy tune all right i full disclosure i like share okay 1965 Get Off of My Cloud by the Rolling Stones. It's number one in America for the first two weeks. The song was written in response to a record company pressure for a follow-up of I Can't Get No Satisfaction with another hit. 1964, Corey Glover, lead singer of the band Living Color is Born in Brooklyn, New York. His future bandmate, Vernon Reed, the guitarist, discovered him singing Happy Birthday at a mutual friend's party. That's how he discovered the singer for him. 1964, Greg Graffin, frontman of Bad Religion, is born in Racine, Wisconsin. In 1948, Glenn Fry, born in Detroit, Michigan, before he moved to LA, where he forms the Eagles with Don Henley, Bernie Leland, and Randy Master. November 7th, 2006. Originally due in the summer of 2005, the last album of the late Wu Tang clan rapper, Whole Dirty Bastard, finally arrives. Release date a son of a unique coincidence, but coincides with the two-year anniversary of his death in New York at the recording studio. So a little marketing ploy there by the, by the young fans the group. Birthday is 1957, it's 1957. I'm sorry. Drummer John Jellybean Benitez is born in South Bronx, New York. He's a songwriter and producer. He worked with some people, Madonna, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson. I guess he worked with some good people. 1943 Joni Mitchell was born Roberta Joan Anderson in Fort McLeod, Alberta, Canada. November 8, 2012. A tragedy strikes at a Lincoln Park concert in Cape Town, South Africa, when high winds caused scaffolding to collapse. This sends an advertisement tower, the advertisement tower, plummeting into the crowd of fans in the parking lot after, after the show, killing one and injuring 19 more. 2008. ACDC started a two-week run at number one in the U.S. with Black Ice, the band's 15th studio album. It goes to number one in 29 countries, including Australia, Canada, and England. I can't even name 29 countries. Okay. Wow. 1977, Susie Quattro makes her debut with seven appearances on the TV series Happy Days, playing Leather Tuscadero's little sister, Fonzie's ex-girlfriend, Pinky. Quattro was released. Was raised in Michigan, but little known in America. Her UK, in the UK, she's a star and two number one hits with "Double Gotta Drive" and "Can the Can." Nineteen ninety four. Excuse me, Sonny Bono, half of Sonny and Cher, and former mayor of Palm Springs, California. Did you know that he used to be mayor of Palm Springs? That's right. Was elected to the US House of Representatives. He made it all the way to the big, big house, US representatives, hmm. representing the 44th district in California. Birthdays, the aforementioned Leif Garrett, born in 1961. 1949, Bonnie Raitt was born in Burbank, California. Bonnie Raitt, very, very good guitarist, very underrated, in my opinion. <coughs> I mean, everything. oh yeah, she's great. She's all of those, but a lot of people, you know more people listen to bonnie rate than they admit let's put it that way i think that's, that's my opinion I, I listen to bonnie rate there i said it i listen to Cher, i listen to bonnie rate there what more do you want out of me that's what i got sir that is my this week in sports and music history and birthdays good stuff what do you got in the uh, sony walkman this week
0: well, uh, we got the episode 47 here today, one-year anniversary. I decided to pull out a little Screaming Trees. 1992 Sweet Oblivion album, kind of on the rock, uh, grunge, Seattle genre. Um, that's what I elected to pick out for this week. 1992, once again, 11 songs released, and this is Screaming Songs, Uh, Screaming Trees for the songs this week. This album was their breakthrough album, and here's the song track listing. Song one, Shadow of the Season. Song two, most people heard of, Nearly Lost You. That's the one that was most common, most popular song that came off that Singles soundtrack that really pushed Seattle into the limelight, uh, was the song Nearly Lost You uh, by the Screaming Trees. Song three, also got some considerable airplay, was Dollar Bill. That was the second song uh, single released from the album. Song four is More or Less. Song five, Butterfly. Song six, Where Celebrations Past. Song number seven is The Secret Kind. Song eight, Winter Song. Song number nine is Troubled Times. Song 10 is No One Knows. Song Eleven, Julie Paradise. So this was the breakout album that served as a basically this. The Screaming Trees was was viewed by many as one of the finest bands in Seattle, but they never gained the commercial success of bands such as Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, or Soundgarden. Here's the members of the band. Here's where it gets interesting. The founder. Two brothers last named Connor, Van Connor and Gary Connor. Van Connor, both born in California, Van played bass, was a co-founder of Screaming Trees in 1984. He also worked in the past with Queens of the Stone Age and with the band Wormwood with Dylan Carlson. Now, Dylan Carlson was, was friends uh, of Kurt Cobain growing up in the, uh, in the area. Uh, That was Dylan Carlson was in a band called Wormwood. Now, Lee Gary Connor is the brother, formed the band. In the liner notes, he's known as Gary Lee Connor. Just flipped around first and middle names. Born in California, uh, raised in Olympia. Um, Oh no, born in California. So now we get to Barrett Martin on drums. Raised in Olympia, Washington worked with Queens of the Stone Age later on, worked with Skin Yard, worked with Mad Season, and also worked at a band called Walking Papers with Duff McKagan, Walking Papers, Duff McKagan. And of course, lead vocalist, Mark Lanigan from Ellensburg, Washington, lead vocals. Known for his baritone, very deep baritone voice, Mark Lanigan, They say the reviews call him very similar to Leonard Cohen or even a Tom Waits lead vocals. Lanigan worked a lot with Kurt Cobain as well and worked with Mad Season and Queens of the Stone Age. So there's Screaming Trees, Sweet Oblivion, 1991, right when the grunge was hitting the scene in Seattle. Uh, Very well-known popular band didn't never really made it commercial. This uh, Sweet Oblivion was their sixth studio album. And a lot of people have never even heard of the band, but if you pop in the singles soundtrack from the movie Singles, um, and uh, this was one of the top songs that really pushed them over. This album only went three times gold, 300,000 in sales, not even platinum. So uh, that's the reason I picked this one. Lesser known band flies under the radar. Good stuff, though, and very popular in Seattle. Uh, that's what I've got for album of the week.
1: Nice, nice. I, 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 when you said Duff McKagan on there, I'd heard Duff mention that band or read that name, the other bands he'd been in. So I was...
0: Walking Papers. I didn't even know that band existed until I did the research for this. So we always learn something new here on the, on the podcast. That, that's what we're here. we're
1: here to educate.
0: We're here to educate. Now, one final note, Major League Baseball fans – out there. The season's over. We're in the off season. Now here's some upcoming dates. The owners meetings will be November 17th, 18th and 19th. And the next month, the winter meetings, winter meetings kick off December 7th through the 10th. They're going to do them all virtual this year. No insight on site meeting. They were supposed to take place in Dallas, Texas. The annual winter meetings for Major League Baseball, they're going to do it all virtual through situations like this due to the pandemic. Now the awards,
1: this is what we call the Hot Stove League.
0: Hot Stove League. Now looking forward to next week for the baseball fans out there. The season's over. The awards will will be announced. Rookie of the Year will be announced November 9th next week. The 10th will be the American and National League Manager of the Year awards. Remember Rocco Baldelli is the reigning AL Manager of the Year. November 11th will be the Cy Young Award winners announced. And then MVPs for each league will be announced November. Kenton
1: Maiden is up for American League Cy Young.
0: Yes. Yes. He's in the top three for uh, Cy Young Award. So uh, MVP, November 12th. And I think that pretty much wraps things up. Like I said, the owners' meetings take place, the winters' meetings, the, the old infamous hot stove and uh, takes place.
1: Jacob DeGrom, third star coming up this year.
0: Yeah, he's in the top three, right?
1: That must be Finalist. three years in a row, if he gets it, three in a row, just like Tom Searer.
0: Oh, so that will be one of our uh, probably leading stories in next week's episode.
1: The beginning of Season 2. We're
0: going to start Season 2 next week here. Uh, this concludes Season 1. We'll have a brand-new season premiere next week on yes. Sports Songs
1: Podcast. Not much will change. We, we're, we're still growing. as we go along. If you want a good laugh, go back listen to the early stuff.
0: Or uh, the throwback. We'll have some throwback episodes. Yes. uh, Heading into season. We
1: we could miss one. We could do a best of episode if we wanted.
0: Ready? We'll be open time for the holidays. The best of.
1: Best of, yes.
0: Um, So that'll be next week. uh, Season two, we'll kick things off with, uh, with some of those things. And we are still to date the fastest growing podcast in all of Western Carver County. So. Right. And hang your hat on that, Andy.
1: No one can touch us. Or no, rocket ship. No. Rocket ship.
0: Anything? Uh, anything else? Uh, sports
1: like, concerts? Not many concerts. Again, um, keep checking out like, Medina. They've kind of doing some concerts away from our our uh genre, our, our liking to. I not saying they're bad. I just I'm not into. The uh, how about
0: we might also be putting together a playlist from Spotify.
1: Correct. Come up for the one year, that's what we're working on. Um, it'd be uh, songs off all the albums we've picked for the week, putting those together um, for a Spotify playlist for you to listen to. I know we are. Uh, we're still figuring out how to do all this stuff with the podcast. On playing songs afterwards, I know Spotify Anchor is owned by Spotify. It's all through Anchor, so we're trying to figure out how we get a song to play in the background. So be gentle with us if we. Watch something up in the next few weeks as we learn to play. Anchor, sign an on email today, how they're changing different things, giving us new options to play with. Be gentle if we mess something up. We're, we're still new with this.
0: And also, please leave your comments and questions and recommendations for future episodes here on the show.
1: Yeah, there's an album on here for Album of the Week. Um, Minnesota-based, we cover all the high schools. If you want your high school watching. So. Your protein, right. what's your great pro team? we don't mention? Let us know unless well, it's we won't talk about them
0: well for the one year anniversary show this is dan and andy here signing off thanks again for listening uh and we'll talk to you next time
1: happy trails yeah